one, two, one, two. What, 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 one, two, one, two. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Everything Podcast. I am Lou from the BX, aka Dominican Lou, aka your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster, and I am coming to you today on February 27th, the last day of Black History Month, for some straight fuckery. Yeah, that's right. Uh, no respect whatsoever. Uh, this month uh, has been wild as fuck, and uh, I got two quick topics I want to get into for the show today. Um, one of them being the reoccurring the reoccurring drama that is the New York Knicks. I'll just update you on what's going on with that situation, if you guys are even interested in listening to that. And uh, I want to talk about Remy Ma and Nicki Minaj, if you guys will allow it. Uh, but first and foremost, good afternoon. How are you all? Uh, happy Valentine's Day. We missed that. Actually, no, I hit you guys up on Valentine's Day, so we can, we don't have to really go there. But uh, hello, guys. How are you? How you doing? What is good? How you all been? Uh, same old, same old. Everything's good. Glad to hear it. Glad everyone is here to listen. And um, thank you guys for the support. Um, one thing... I want to throw out there, uh, congratulations to two friends of mine. Just want to shout them out. Uh, Angela and Angel Montez, the double A's, they got married this past weekend. They had a beautiful ceremony. Um, me and the wife got to attend that and, uh, it was really, really great to see a bunch of old friends and, um, just to attend the beautiful ceremony with two people who you can tell just love each other so much. They've been together 10 years and they, um, they decided to consummate in front of God and their family, and uh, I couldn't be more proud or happy for the both of them, and the little daughter, Angela, and um, just a beautiful ceremony, and uh, me and the wife were just so happy to be there. It was, again, it was beautiful, it really was. We uh, <laughs> It brought back memories of our wedding, and it was cool to be there with other couples. We, we uh, Another friend of ours... Uh, Will and Melissa were there, and we, got, we were talking to them about their wedding. We were talking about our wedding. It was just a really, uh, it was a great experience just to see everybody again. And um, I miss all my homies, man. I do. We're living over here in Delray Beach, and everything's going great. Uh, the only thing we're missing is our uh, friends and fam. But uh, we're doing good out here, so, you know, it's all good making that money and doing what we got to do. But, uh definitely missing our uh close friends the good thing is that we're not too far away but um you know still it's hard to get out but in any event uh i just want to send a quick shout out to the double a's happy nuptials you guys i wish you all the best and um shout out to all my people over there in miami it was great seeing you all and um this is the everything podcast episode 16 Official episode 16. Um, no title for it. Just uh, more fuckery. More fuckery coming at you. In your face. Um, so if you give me a minute. I will talk to you about these New York Knicks. And how incredibly horrible they are. And. How they just continue to. Just make things. Just when you think it can't get any worse, it gets worse. That's just like that should be the new model. They should have that at the garden. They should write that in the middle of the court. They should erase the next logo and they should just put just when you think it can't get worse, it gets worse. 
Either that or they could just put Murphy's Law. Change the team name to Murphy's Law. That would be good too. Because I just I, that's unbelievable what's going on with these people. And um, we'll get into a little bit of that. And I will talk to you guys about the Remy Ma situation. The Nicki Minaj situation. If you're not familiar with that. Um, I'm going to fill you in. But uh, right off the top, I'll just let you know Remy Ma canceled Saturday. <laughs> she canceled Saturday. This past Saturday, she completely canceled it. Everything was done. Uh, I had no idea what was going on because I was busy. I was attending a wedding that day. And I uh, just, it, this, she dropped this freestyle. Actually, it wasn't a freestyle, it was more as a diss record. But she dropped the diss record and she just shut down the whole weekend. So, um,. I'm going to get into that a little bit with you guys. But uh, as for right now, this is the Everything Podcast, son. We'll be right back. Yes, yes, this is the Everything Podcast. Your boy Lou from the BX. I'm back. And uh, I'd like to, if I can, talk to you today about the New York Knicks. Because I know you're all dying to know what's going on with the Knicks. Um, so, the last time I spoke to you, we had a whole situation happening with Charles Oakley being taken out of the garden, dragged out like a drunken stumble bum. And, uh... Other players from around the league sending tweets and chiming in, like Dwayne Wade saying, stay woke, like this is some kind of Black Lives Matter issue, which it is completely not. Um, We also had um, another NBA player who, uh, he has his own podcast. I can't remember his name for the life of me now because I don't do my proper research for this show like (laughs) like I should be, but uh I just don't, I just plug this thing in and start talking. So, um, we had another guy who went on his podcast and tried to make it a race issue, trying to say James Dolan, who's the owner of the New York Knicks, is basically a racist. And that's why he had Charles Oakley thrown out. Um, that is, if there's one thing, I, okay, I don't want to say hate because hate is as cliched as. As this uh, phrase is, it's a very strong word, okay? Um, As much as I dislike James Dolan for all the things that he's done and or has not done for this franchise, I cannot say, number one, that I hate him. And uh, I definitively can tell you, just from being entrenched in this team, that man is not a racist. So for these guys to come out and try to make it about race is sad. Because that has no place in this conversation whatsoever. The guy's running an NBA franchise. Two nights later after this whole debacle, he was sitting down next to Latrell Sprewell, which was a PR stunt, obviously. But the guy's not a racist, bro. James Dolan is not a racist in any way, shape, or form. So... For these guys to come out their face and say that is is just number one, it's irresponsible because 
that's just not it's not relevant to the situation it's not true and you motherfuckers don't play for the Knicks so what the fuck do you care about what's going on with the Knicks like you give a shit about the Knicks or Carmelo or Charles Oakley like I don't understand why they felt the need to chime in with their tweets hashtag stay woke really that's a joke bro stay woke like this is a like a, a, a freaking you know a policeman got killed or something or a domestic violence situation where you need to like ooh, stay woke that really irritated me. I really got it. I really burned my ass when I read it. It really grinded my gears. You know what I'm saying? But uh, in any event, that whole thing was going down. And the last time we spoke, that's what was happening with the Knicks. And I don't remember if uh, I brought up the Latrell Sprewell thing on the last podcast. But like I just said, two days after this Charles Oakley thing happened, the Knicks played at home. And lo and behold, James Dolan is sitting next to Latrell Sprewell, who's been banished from the Garden for the past 15 years. Because when we traded Latrell Sprewell, the first night that he came back, he was playing for the Minnesota Timberwolves, who we traded him away to. When he came back, he dropped a 20-deuce on us, and he was yelling profanities at James Dolan and his wife, who were sitting courtside. So, he has not been back since. I don't know what happened in the two days that the Charles Oakley thing happened and that Latrell Sprewell made a reemergence in the garden, but something happened. I'm sure there was an appearance fee involved. And Latrell Sprewell sitting courtside with James Dolan. Oh, they should have been holding hands and fucking, they should have had their arms around each other drinking a fucking beer, like clinking beers together. It would have been just as ridiculous as what, what was going on. Um, also, the rumor was that James Dolan had called Vin Baker, who was a Nick. He had a cup of coffee in New York, uh, basically, that you could say about his Nick career. And uh, he called him up to try to get him over to come to the Garden. Um, he had heard Herb Williams out there, who I think Herb Williams uh, sleeps in Madison Square Garden, if I'm not mistaken. No disrespect to Herb Williams. I'm just trying to make a joke. Uh, Herb Williams was the backup center for Patrick Ewing for many years. And then he became a defensive coach, if I'm not mistaken. And then from defensive coach, he became the assistant coach. And then he was promoted to head coach when Lon Chaney was fired, if I remember correctly. Uh, And then he coached for half a season that he took over. And then they got another coach in there, and then he stepped down back to assistant coach. And then they got another coach after that coach, and then that next coach got fired, and Herb Williams took over again as head coach. And then he was knocked back down, and I guess he just got like an office job in the Garden. I don't know what he's been doing for the past few years, but they had him at the Garden too. They put him up on the Tron, and uh, he's like, hey, welcome Herb Williams. So Dolan was trying to get the uh, proverbial uh, monkey off his back with this whole Charles Oakley thing. Now, it's escalated to the point where Charles Oakley, the other night, uh, appeared at a Nick game. How how did he do that, you ask, if he's banned from the Garden? He, the ban hasn't been lifted. The Knicks were playing in Cleveland the other night. Charles Oakley went to Cleveland. 
which I believe he lives over there, so I don't know if he went over there specifically for this game. But he was in Cleveland for a Nick game, and he attended it, which is fine. You could, you know, just done saying you can't attend any game or whatever. You might want to stay away just because of everything that's happening. But, you know, he decided to go, and that's his right. He can do whatever he wants. Um, for some reason, he was sitting courtside next to the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, who is Dan Gilbert. Why? <laughs> Why Charles Oakley needed to be sitting courtside at the, the Cavs game when they were playing the Knicks, I have no idea. Now... Many people don't know this, and I didn't bring it up in the last podcast because I didn't want to come off like, oh, yeah, of course he's your favorite player. Now that everybody's talking about Charles Oakley, you want to say he's your favorite player. If you ask anyone who really knows me, and really it's only going to be one person that you can't ask. Um, If you ask anyone who knows me, and you ask them, who was my favorite Nick player of all time? They will say Charles Oakley. That's if they really know me. Most likely, they will probably say Patrick Ewing. Another close guess would probably be Anthony Mason. But for those who really, really, really know the real Lou from the BX, the real Dominican Lou, my favorite player growing up was Charles Oakley because not not because he could score or because he had flashy moves. Or because he was the the you know the pretty boy of the team and the star. That's, that's not what I like. The, the hard work, the dedication, the defense, the hard nose play, the elbows to the chest, the not letting anybody just come through the lane and come with a layup, the diving into the crowd, the diving into the first row after every loose ball, after every rebound. Trying to take every charge, trying to get in everybody's face, get, being in on every play up and down the court. That hard work, that blue-collar game, that was my game when I was younger. I didn't, I couldn't shoot, I couldn't dribble, but I'll stand my big ass in the middle of the lane and you're not going to run me over. You might shoot over me, Joe, <laughs> but you're not running through me. You may run around my fat ass, but you're not running through me. And I basically molded my game towards Charles Oakley because he did things that I could do because you hustle. If you hustle, you know, there's things that you can do. You may not be able to add 35 points, but you can do other things. And that's how I used to mold my game. So that's why Charles Oakley was my favorite player. Now, with that being said, this whole thing has to stop. Right now, it seemed to have calmed down since All-Star Weekend and all that, which is, I also have to get into that. This this, this team continues to just, just fuck the fans over. But this whole thing has to stop with Charles Oakley. It has to stop. He's, he's, he's running around. He's doing all these shows. He's doing these podcasts and telling his side of the story. And it's like, okay, we get it. You were there. You were at the Garden. You know... Whatever happened, because we were never going to know the real story. You say you didn't do anything. James Dolan says you were belligerent. We couldn't have that kind of, you know, situation happening in those seats. 
he was out of hand. He needed to be escorted out. Security really didn't do the proper job because they didn't want him even making it to those seats in the state that he was in. That's James Dolan's words, not mine. Charles Oakley says differently. I didn't do anything. I came, I sat down, I was there for two minutes and they threw me out. Why would they just throw you out for no reason? I don't know. But obviously when I was watching the game and I'm watching my favorite player get dragged out of there like a drunk, I was upset. So I immediately am on the side of Charles Oakley. Now I'm not saying I'm not on his side, but what I am saying is that this needs to stop. It needs to stop. You need to stop with the press tour. You need to stop going to other arenas. You need to stop going on the shows. I don't know if he's trying to build a lawsuit. I don't know if he's trying to make a case. I don't know if he's trying to get an out-of-court settlement. I don't know what he's trying to do. But he's trying to do something. Because this shouldn't be... We still shouldn't be talking about this. And like I said, it's, it's basically died down since the all-star break but it's just like it's just enough already like it just has to stop it and it's basically stopped um but oh you just need to chill out like it happened it wasn't a good look for you or the knicks and just bro just fall back you know dolan's not a racist you know he said i know you feel slighted you know the guy basically called you an alcoholic on live radio if you want to pursue a case that's your that's your decision bro you can do whatever you want but you know it's just it's not a good look to keep and letting people you know come with the racial aspect of it like he didn't speak out against the other players saying that it was a racial thing but he did not speak out about it either so he just kind of let it sit there in in the in the ether and didn't really speak against it or for it so he just let it out there and it just built on itself and you know it's not a good look man you know you eventually they're gonna patch this thing up and oakley will be back at the garden and it'll be all good and it'll just be a footnote in the wild ass history of those (laughs) dysfunctional ass new york knicks but you know hopefully since it's been quiet Things can kind of go their own way. Um, I mean, after Michael Jordan got involved, they had like a conference call with Dolan and they seemed to squash it. And then here comes Oakley showing up at the Cleveland game. And then it's just a mess, you know. Kind of just want this thing to go away. I can understand Dolan wanting this to go away because I want it to go away. It's just a mess. And it's an embarrassment and we just don't need... This is, we don't need this right now, bro. We got enough problems, bro. So, getting away from the Oakley topic, uh, we just had the All Star break, which is basically the uh, mid season point, and uh, the week after the All Star break is usually the trade deadline, where N- NBA teams can look to move players, add players. Um, to try to better their team or try to get rid of people they don't need or if if you feel like you're not going anywhere for the rest of the season you can basically get rid of your assets and try to get picks or cash to try to make yourself better next year right you this is a simple explanation for 
basically what the trade deadline is. Um, you know, if you're heading in the right direction, you probably don't want to add any pieces because your team's doing good and you want to just continue. Uh, if you feel like you're one player away, maybe you make a move to get that one guy who, who's been, you know, kind of floundering on another team and doesn't make your team better. If you suck, like the Knicks suck, and you need multiple players, um, you're not going to get multiple players because for you to get two, three, four guys on your team who are going to help you push into a playoff push is impossible. You're not going to pick up three, four guys halfway through the season and learn how to play and get yourself deep into the playoffs. That's, that's never, if I'm not mistaken, it's happened literally zero times. So if you're in the Knicks situation, you would think, okay, well, let's try to get rid of the assets we do have who are, you know, playing halfway decent and try to get something for them, i.e. Carmelo Anthony i.e. Derrick Rose. You know, you, you, first, off, first thing off the bat, Melo has a no-trade clause, so he cannot be traded unless he approves the trade. I will repeat that for you. Carmelo Anthony has a no-trade clause in his contract. So if someone calls them and say, hey, we want Melo, we'll give you this, that, and the other one. And they go, oh, okay, I like the sound of that. They have to go to Melo with the trade. And then Melo has to say, okay, I want to go to that place. That's fine. I will waive my no trade clause and go over there. <clears throat> so right there, you're already handicapped. Because that guy is basically holding back your franchise. Because he, although he is a good player, you are not able to get the assets to build around that player to make your team better. So it's a waste having him on your team. But Melo does not want to waive his no trade clause for whatever reason. He does not want to leave. He wants to stay in New York. His kid's enrolled in school. He doesn't want to move his family. He's not interested in leaving to anywhere else, even if he's losing. So he's not waiving shit. So you can't move Melo. So you got other guys. You got like a Brandon Jennings. You got a Willie Hernan Gomez. You have players who are actually playing halfway decent that might help another team get that extra push. You would think they would shop some of these guys. Nope. Not the Knicks. Not Phil Jackson. Apparently, during the uh, free agency blitz that was happening, Phil Jackson's phone was Phil Jackson's phone was off. It's been it's been stated by other owners who want to remain anonymous, and I found out through my sources because I have my sources, the Everything Podcast sources. Phil Jackson is, according to other owners, incredibly difficult to get a hold of on the phone. Like you have to go through five people, as an owner. To get Phil on the phone. So there was there was interest out there for some players on our team. They just couldn't get a hold of Phil. Now again, I have to ask you. What the fuck are we paying this guy $25 million to do? What are we paying him for? 
Phil Jackson is robbing the Knicks blind and the owners letting it happen. And the owners letting it happen almost out of spite to the fans. Because the fans were going to march in front of the garden and protest the Knicks. And then the same day that that shit was going to happen, James Dolan hired Phil Jackson, Mr. 11 Championships. And everybody got all happy. Oh my God, we're getting Phil. I was happy. I was very happy. I was open. I didn't want to hear nothing from nobody. I was like, yo, the Knicks got Phil Jackson. Oh my God, the former Nick, he's coming home. He's got 11 championships. Oh my God, he's going to make us better. He hasn't done shit since he's been here. He hasn't done shit. Nothing. Nothing. Porzingis fell on his lap. That's the only thing that he's done. The only trade deadline player that he's acquired is, is Sved. I think his first name was Jason Sved. S-V-E-D. He's a Russian dude. Shooting guard. Does he play for the Knicks now? Nope. Is he playing in the NBA? I have no idea. That's the only move that he's made in the trade deadline. It's been two and a half years out of five years that Phil's been here. And he has not done shit for this team. The only thing that he's done is passively, aggressively tweet at Carmelo Anthony. Try to make him as uncomfortable as possible. For what reason, I have no idea. But the trade deadline was here, and we had Derrick Rose, who's been playing fairly well. Can he play defense? No. But he can score. He's a slasher. He can contribute to a team that needs a a, a point guard of that stature. Minnesota Timberwolves were interested in him. Derrick Rose's former coach is at Minnesota. He wanted Derrick Rose. And he was willing to give us Ricky Rubio, who's two years younger. Okay? He's a defender. Is he the greatest player in the NBA? No, he's not. But he's a defender and he's a passer. Which is what we need. A defender and a passer. At worst case scenario, you can pick him up. He doesn't do shit for you for the rest of the year. And you release him in the offseason. And it'll cost us less money. Or you could have just kept him. We draft a point guard. And Ricky Rubio helps in getting this rookie point guard up to speed. Because this draft class apparently is going to be one of the best draft classes ever. And there's a slew of point guards out there. And we're probably going to end up with one of them because we actually have a pick this year. That trade was not made. You know why it wasn't made? Because the Knicks, for some reason, wanted more. They were like, okay, yeah, you're going to give us Rubio, but we want more. We want a pick and we want extra shit. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Rose, at the end of the season, is out of here. He's signed on for a one-year deal. At the end of the season, whoever gives him the most money, that's where he's going. He doesn't give a fuck about the Knicks. Although, apparently, it came out the other day, I think it was yesterday, that he says he wants to stay in New York. No way. Fuck that. You want nothing to do with Derrick Rose staying in New York. Do not give that guy max. If they give him max money, 
I'm done. I am done. I will burn all my New York Knicks shit if that happens. Okay? And that's a promise. I will fucking videotape it. Um, I can't believe I just said that. Fuck. Not gonna... St- <laughs> shit. Uh, maybe I upload this podcast. Maybe I won't. Okay, so... Derrick Rose is out of here at the end of this season. So what's the purpose of keeping him here? Try to trade him and get something else. There was interest out there, but then we wanted more. Which, why are you asking for more? You already got your nuts cut off to begin with trying to make trades. So they asked for more. Thibodeau, who was the coach of Timberwolves, was like, no, fuck that. Never mind. I don't want to do work business with you. And then that was it. Because there was interest from Minnesota right at close to the de- the trading deadline, which was at 3 o'clock. There was interest up until that point. But then it was too late. They couldn't do anything. Because the Knicks played themselves. Again. As usual. They didn't even try to make any kind of moves for Melo. Nothing with Brandon Jennings. Nothing with Hernan Gomez. Who actually I like. I want him to stay. But you know if there's something out there that's better. Try to do something. Joe Kim. Who's (laughs) fucking paying this guy $13 million for the next three years to do nothing. By the way. News came out this, this morning. Joe Kim Noah's out for the season. He has to have knees. Arthroscopic knee surgery. We got that motherfucker for three more years. He can't even play now. And he's going to have surgery? Thanks, Phil. Appreciate it. Thank you for bringing that here. News also came out this morning. That Brandon Jennings was released. Now, at first, I lost my shit over that. But it turns out that Brandon Jennings asked to be released. Because he wants to play for a contender. Which I don't blame him for that. He was repping the Knicks hard. But what can you do? This team's trash. It's not going anywhere. He's the only one playing hard. So why does he want to stay here for that? For this? For this fucking... Whatever's happening here. I don't want to stay here for this. So he asked for his release. He's out. Now, and I keep refreshing my Twitter feed to see if it happens while I'm recording this. But uh, apparently, the rumor is, we're going to release Derrick Rose today. Yo, if we release Derrick Rose, expect me to record another podcast. Like an emergency upload of me just straight shitting on Phil Jackson. Because it's, it's going to be really bad. Um, if we release Derrick Rose for nothing, I'm going to lose my mind. Why didn't you just trade him away if you're going to release him? If they release him, they have to pay this guy the money. This is the shit that I don't understand. Like, how, how is this team? I don't understand. Who's running this team? Who's in charge? Who's doing what? Like, the players, that's another part, a problem with the players. They don't know who to talk to. They don't know who's in charge. you got a general manager, a vice president of basketball operations, and an owner. The owner hired Phil Jackson, who's the vice president, to run everything. Then you have a general manager who's Steve Mills, who's supposed to be overseeing 
you know, he comes with, he makes the decisions, he comes with decisions, and then they, him and Phil coordinate, and they either do the, do go forward with the decision or don't. And no one hears from Steve Mills, no one hears from Phil except when he randomly tweets at three in the morning. So no one knows what's going on. No one knows what's going on with this team. We won. Is it yesterday? They played a game on... Yeah, yesterday, Sunday. They won a buzzer beater. I was fucking mad that they won. Why are you winning? Why are you trying to win? You need to lose every game so you can get more lottery picks. Like, what the... I don't understand, bro. What I really don't understand is why I continue to be a fan of this team. I want... I want... Like, God... To just come down and tell me why he made me a Nick fan. Why? Why did you do this to me? I gotta know. I wish I had answers to this, but I don't. All I can tell you is that I am a Nick fan for life. Unless, of course, as I stated five minutes ago, they give Derrick Rose max money. Because I will be out. And that's a fact, Jack. <laughs> yo, if they give Derrick Rose max money, I swear, yo, I, I'm looking at things right now that I'm gonna have to burn, like my closets right there. I got hats, I got jerseys, shirts, all that shit is, all that shit is gonna be torched. And I'll record it. Fuck it. I don't even give a fuck anymore. I will burn all that shit. Oh, today is the 27th of. February 2017. It's 2.39 p.m. If the New York Knicks re-sign Derrick Rose and they give him max money, I will burn all of my New York Knicks paraphernalia in a trash bin in the front of my house and I will record it live on Facebook. That is a promise. This is the Everything Podcast, and I will be right back. Yeah, the Everything Podcast. It's your boy Lou from the BX. I'm back, and uh, I'm a little excited right now, a little bit. I, uh, so, this weekend, Remy Ma, rapper, female rapper extraordinaire, um, Remy Ma came out with a diss track, completely obliterating Nicki Minaj, apparently. And, um, as I said, as I stated earlier in the podcast, I was at a wedding, and I was unable to partake in these festivities, um, I didn't know what was going on. I had no idea this thing dropped. Um, I had heard of this track earlier in the week where, um, where Remy rapped over Truffle Butter, which is a Nicki Minaj joint, uh, song that she did with, uh, Lil Wayne and Drake. And she, I think it was a freestyle. That's why I said freestyle earlier. Cause I kind of got confused and she also went at. Nicki Minaj on that obviously that's her song 
the truffle butter is her beat on her album and she went in on that song and she went at her on a few indirects and and shit and i i listened to it and i was like oh okay you know i that, that beats hot or whatever and remy got skills so it was just nice to listen to but i didn't really think too much of it because she didn't name drop her or anything like that so i kept it moving and then I'm seeing all these memes and all these people posting on Facebook and, and, and on social media and shit about uh, uh, this track, about Remy. And I'm like, why is everybody posting this shit today? Like, this is old shit. And then I realized that there's a new one out. And it's on it's uh, on SoundCloud. And it's um, a diss track that she did called Sheether, which is a play on words for Ether. Which is the Nas, the famous Nas joint, where he uh, went at Jay, Hove, Hova, Young Hove, Gray Hove, uh, Jay Z, Hawaiian Sophie. <laughs> I'm sorry, my bad. Uh, like that dude cares what my opinion is of him. He's fucking loaded. Um, my cat is trying to come in here while I'm recording. Hi, Melon. Why did you decide to come in here now? Melon. You want to say something for the the people? Melon. Come here. Come on, Melon. What's up, Melon? You got something to say? Come on, we're burning airtime here. Melon. What's up, Melon? Oh, did you hear that? What's up, Melon? What are you doing, Melon? Huh? That's it? That's all you got? Alright. So, yeah. Remy put this track out. And I, what I decided to do is completely avoid it for the weekend. Um, obviously, Saturday I had no time to do it as we got home, like, really late. And Sunday I spent with my wife. I purposely avoided this song. Because what I want to do right now is... Uh, I'm going to listen to it right now for the first time and react to it live, which I think will be a fun little exercise. So if you haven't heard it, um, join in with me and let's uh, appreciate this verbal tongue lashing. And then uh, I guess I'll give my opinions afterwards. So I've never really done this before. So let me set this up and... uh, we can go ahead and go on this journey together, my friends. So, we got it all here, and I'm just gonna kill a few seconds setting up the audio. And, uh, alright, hopefully this uh, sounds as good as I think it's gonna sound. And, um, we're coming up on the time here, so. Bronx native Remy Ma. Some people think that Papoose wrote this shit. Now, I'll let you know afterwards because I'm pretty familiar with Papoose and his style. Um, some people think he wrote it. It's those people, I would say, you don't know Miss Martin. She's been slinging them fucking verbals for years. She got bars, so I, I, I don't see why she would play herself like that. But this is Sheether by Remy Ma. Nicki Minaj diss track. Let's go. Let's get it. Come on, damn it. 
free Remy. You know what? Free Remy. Fuck you, free Remy. Oh, that's me. Are you dumb? You a pink diamond chicken wing chain. Are you dumb? You had a leopard beehive on your head. Are you dumb? Are you forgetting that I pressed you before, bitch? Fuck with your soul like she You ain't the queen, I'll show you. Like on your ass and belly. I prove you lost and ready. They told you your whole career I come home and kill you, right? I told you I wasn't talking about your dumb ass and look stupid. You literally got a dumb ass talking crazy. And we all know that you dumb ass. You get donkey at a day. Yeah, you dumb ass. Let's be honest, you stole a line about bitches being your sons. How you take my 09 jail tweet and run? Talking about bringing knives to a fight with guns when the only shot you ever took was in your buns. And I Ooh. saw me get all star. He told me your ass dropped. He couldn't fuck you for three months because your ass dropped. Now, I don't think I understand how bad her ass got. The implants oh. that she had put in her ass popped. I was like, damn, 90 days and you couldn't have box? Did she at least compensate? Start giving you mad top Her name Minaj, right? She ain't throw you some bad thoughts He said nah That's when I knew you was really a trash bop You was screaming free Remy When I was upstate doom But now that they free Remy You don't sing the same tune Lock me up Threw away my keys Threw away my weed Snatched me from my son Raised to the back State greens Daily news Her career's over She was kinda stupid But you saw an opportunity Cause you were opportunist Left your day one Cause you heard he was on some cheat shit Then got with the dude that told you on some creep shit, but what happened to Omika? Nah, on some G shit. Left him and took a pick with the dude he had beef with, and we all know it was a beef that you started. Pillow talking out of your ass, this bitch retarded. Now you gotta die. You dearly departed. Bloodbath when I catch you, a real red carpet. Now what I'ma do, I'ma just stick to the facts. Been so scared of my future, got this bitch going backwards. Been through mad fools. You disloyal, you hoochie. Now all of a sudden you back with Drake and Tucci. After you said you sucked his dick, you back with Gucci. Who next, Puff, Deb, or Fidget? You an A-list groupie. And to be the queen of rap, you gotta actually rap. The whole industry know that your shit is a rap. No, to be the queen of rap, you can't have a ghostwriter. And that's why this is my house, flow writer. Niggas done seen Drake pennin', <laughs> no. Wayne pennin', and since your first boyfriend left, bitch ain't winning. You an internet troll, a web browser. I'm sorry, you can't get an online without Safari. Mentioning guns, you pussy galore. James Bond, only time you touch a trigger's when you fuck Trace songs. Cokehead, you oh cheated God. on your man with Ebro. I might leak the footage of you sniffing them ski slopes. They gassing you up, but you been on E though. Pills and potions, yup, you been on E ho. Got your ghost writing back, so you think you lit. Rimbalushi, I'm a ghostbuster, bitch. I'm supposed to be scared, cause you brought your Barbie chain back. I revert to Annie up, you'll get your Barbie chain yap. Try to front in February, catch you in that May back. Show you how to use your name, you be using your name back. I'm saying, how you mix Nikki with a Minaj? I'ma park this bitch, put Nikki in the garage. I'm getting money like Nikki Bonds. I'm the big homie. I responded in less than 48 hours. Nick knows he getting close like Nick Jonas. Gripping okay. the gauge and blaze off. Face off, bitch. Nicholas Cage, you animated like Nickelodeon. You fake bitch. Only the kids believe in you. You Saint Nick. Now when I shoot Nick wow. at night, they won't understand it. I'm wildin' out. About to hit Nick with the cannon. How are you on the VMAs that can like you hood? Way across the stage talking about my was good. That's 
Happy. You only fronted on Mariah cause Mariah don't carry Tried to disrespect Taylor cause Taylor wasn't swift enough Pillsbury dough girl, when you pick the biscuit up And jealous, bitch you was happy when they took me Best thing ever happened to you is when they booked me You said you never fuck Wayne, how stupid I look be Get the picture, I'll expose you, I'm kind of a bully You name yourself Nicky Lewinsky, the mind of a rookie Cause you was sucking his dick and now he tired of your nookie You claim you never fuck Drake, that's where you took me you fucked the whole empire. Who you trying to be cookie? Boogie down for Oh my god. <laughs> come out of the boogie to let you know real bitches never lie on their pussy and stop talking numbers. You signed a 360 deal through young money, through cash money, through the public, which means your money go through five niggas before you touch it. Any videos, promotions come out of your budget. Endorsements, touring Yo. merchandise, they finger fuck it. You make like 35 cents off of each ducket. I own my masters, bitch, independent. So for every sale I do, you gotta do like 10. Stop comparing yourself to Jay, you not <laughs> like him. You a motherfucking worker, not a boss like Grim. You're done. Them pop chicks and get the New jet, bitch. I pop chicks, yeah, and I'm the new vet. I kill rappers, and you good as dead, bitch. Talking shit about me to a deaf bitch, and usually I have sympathy for them pair, but not when you hard to hear me from untreated gonorrhea. But you, oh my god, me. I'm the bad girl, and she the one out here misleading the black girls. All these fake asses influenced by that girl dying from bot surgeries. What a sad world, but before the butt job, you was a SpongeBob sucking cops for records, captain of the cum squad. And I got oh, a few oh my god, I can't yo. Bobs. Guess who supports a child molester? Nicki Minaj. Oh. Your brother's wedding. That's hella foul. How you spend money to support a pedophile? He a walking dead man. Threats to him. I guess that's why they call you Barbie. You is next to kin. Talking about your money long and your foreign sick. Why you ain't help your bro how this come from foreign six? You probably somewhere overseas. Foreign sick. Thought you could fuck with me. By foreign sick. Meek. Drake Safari, I see many your pants. We call that Jelani, get it? See many your pants. Uh. I got trigger fingers, oh my you got God, bitter bro. fingers. Yeah, you must think you Drake, and I'm Twitter fingers. VH1, watch this. You just got body by a loving hip hop bitch. Don't ever in your fucking life play with me. Whoa. Whoa. That's on the set. You tried it on the Ray Shrimmit record. You tried it on your little freestyle. They was both duds, just like every other one was dud, just like this last one was a dud. But what you're not gonna do is keep subbing me. Pun. I sent a fucking headshot. You dead bitch. Will not lose. This is the Everything Podcast. Yo, give me a second. I'll be right back. Yo, this is the Everything Podcast. I'm sorry. I had to do it. I had to give a moment of silence. Bruh. <laughs> Alright, so... We just listened to Sheether, Remy Ma diss track, directed towards Nicki Minaj. Right off the bat, I gotta tell you, I don't know what the fuck Nicki Minaj is gonna do or say to come back from that. Because Remy just cut her head off. And knowing Remy how she is... Yo, for those of you who don't know who Remy Ma is, and you, you like, they, like, I'm getting tongue tied right now. Like, if you don't know who she is, th- this is a 
hood bitch. Like, if you listen to hip-hop, and you listen to, like, you know, Little Kim, and or, or even if you listen, if you're a Nicki Minaj listener, and you don't really know about Remy Ma, you heard all the way up, and you're like, oh, that's the girl from that song. Yo, Remy is... I mean, I already said it. She is a hood bitch. If you don't know, she just got out of jail last year for shooting her former friend in the stomach over money that she was owed. Like, she shot a bitch. She tried to kill her. And she went to jail for years. And she just got out. So, she's been in jail writing. Like, this is a hood bitch from the Bronx. And she's not, she's not on some pretty boy, pretty girl shit. She's not on some pop shit. Remy is about bars. And she will come at your head if you're a dude, if you're a girl, it don't matter. She's coming at your head. And she just came. I don't know what. I have to research this. I don't know why she came at Nikki all of a sudden like that. Because in the beginning, if you hear... That person saying, fuck that free Remy, that's Nikki. And she was bigging up Remy Ma. Like, that's an old video. Talking about free Remy, free Remy. She was, like, bigging her up. So, I don't know why. <laughs> oh, my God. That was. Yo, that's. I don't want to, like, overstep it. But I, I want I want to say that's, like, one of the top five disc records. I don't know if I could put a top five because that's an overreaction. Obviously, when something new comes out, it's the greatest thing in the world. But that's it's definitely a top ten. One of the top ten diss records ever I have ever heard. Somebody going at somebody that high up uh, on the food chain is unheard of. She just went directly at her. Um, holy shit. Yo, this, if I'm not mistaken... I heard because I had to listen to it again before I came back and recorded this audio. Did she say she fucked Ebro from Hot 97? It sounded like Remy said uh, she insinuated, allegedly, she insinuated that Nicki Minaj and Ebro have had. Sexual relations. She said you cheated with Ebro. Now that's not a very common name. Everybody knows who Ebro is. I mean in the hip hop community. You know who Ebro is. He used to be a program director of Hot 97. Now he's Ebro from Ebro in the morning. He's like in the morning show. Among other things. Uh, Yo that was crazy. Wow. Okay. So I really don't know how Nikki is going to come back from that. Now Nikki has bars. Whether or not she writes her own bars, I don't know. But I've heard Nicki on a few songs. Underground songs, the pop songs. I mean, she's done it all. And she can do it all. She's versatile. Now, I don't know if she's going to respond. Now, I don't even know if she should respond. Because I don't think she wants to go there with Remy. Remy probably got a book of rhymes dedicated to her. Wow, bro. That was fucking phenomenal. I love that shit. That's the ratchet fucking hip-hop shit that i love just a straight ratchet hip-hop two people going at each other apparently nikki responded via instagram message talking about 
sales and your sales don't compare to mine and uh, something about how much uh, uh, that record that Fat Joe and Remy did uh, Paloma or I forgot what it's called I got it on here I've been listening to it it's pretty good Um, talking about sales and that's how she decided to respond Um, I'll tell you one thing if she responds she better come heavy real heavy and then she better be ready for the repercussions i do know that because if she if she continues this thing it's not gonna end well for her i can tell you that it's not gonna end well for nikki and i i ain't a nikki fan or any of that i like a couple of her songs but that shit i felt bad listening to that um that was damn (laughs) it was super ugly uh, I don't know if maybe Nikki wants to use Super Ugly, famous Jay Z uh, retort record to Nas's Ether. Maybe she should use Super Ugly and get back at her, but that was uh, that definitely was something. I'm gonna have to listen to that again. Come back and uh, see what I missed the past two days. Now I understand all those freaking memes. Um, crazy. I just seen something now that uh. Little Kim reached out to Remy that she wants to do a double diss track with her. I, Remy, you don't need that. You don't need that. Little Kim walking around out here looking like a fucking White Walker from Game of Thrones. She looks crazy as fuck. She looks like Latoya Jackson. Uh, I don't know what happened to Little Kim. I had the biggest crush on Little Kim when I was younger. I had that hardcore poster in my room until my mom's made me rip that shit off. Uh, got that shit from the Source magazine. Full page, double page, hardcore. Uh, cover um, that shit was up there maybe for like an hour or two until my mom saw that shit and she was like quita esa mierda de ahí que lo que te pasa a ti that had to go but it's been burned into the memory that will never go away that's one of those things that sits back there in the uh, in the medulla and it just stays there forever but uh, Kim you've had your you had your time you look crazy You you don't need to you look nuts, alright? You, you don't need to be out here. You look like a fucking cookies and cream Hershey bar. I, I don't know why you're trying to even show your face. Like, just sit down and and just, no. Don't make me give you the, the, the sit the fuck down award, because I totally will. Um, as much as I loved you back in the day, your time has passed. So, hopefully Remy doesn't need to go that route. Remy doesn't need her for that. She can do her own thing. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode with that. Leave you with that uh, formulating in your minds. Maybe you want to think on it. That was, uh, for hip-hop heads, that was a... uh, That was a kick in the ass because I haven't heard something like that in a while. Like lately, these, these disc records have been like little bullshit... Aside from Joe Budden going at Drake, but Drake never really responded hard. Like Joe, Joe kind of played himself coming out with like five songs on Drake. That shit looked like it didn't look right. You could have had a million bars on all those songs. I didn't even listen to all those songs, and I'm a Joe fan, and I didn't even bother listening to all those songs because I was like, why? Why are you going at this guy? It's you and him lyrically are not anywhere near the same level. Like Drake cannot fuck with Joe on bars, but. 
Joe, can I fuck with Drake on hit songs? So it's like, you, why are you trying? Um, besides that, these little indirects and Drake and Meek Mill beef, and it's been trash. So when you hear something like this, as a fan of hip hop, you gotta appreciate this kind of shit. Listen to it and log it in the book of hip hop life and absorb it and take it in and appreciate it while it's happening as long as it doesn't escalate into violence or anything stupid like that just appreciate it for what it is it's, it's just a moment in hip-hop it's history it's roxanne shante all over again roxanne shante versus the real roxanne the bridge is over all over again the pure shit the pure like the rizza says this purest form purest uh hip-hop beef ain't nothing like it this is the everything podcast and i live for this shit i live for the fuckery i love you guys and i will catch you next episode peace be with you and also with you Let's go.